The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hey, welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Matt and myself are joined in studio by Chris Camozzi. Of course, we have Chris Weidman calling in, and Israel Adesanya is scheduled to call in. Does he? He does. Chaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he hurt him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Yeah, yes. myself. I Hi. love when we have an in-studio guest at the beginning of the show, and Chris Camozzi is with us. Thanks for coming, Chris. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be down here. What do you hear? Oh. What do you hear in your headphones that the, your buddy with the camera doesn't hear? I got the applause. You got the applause. We also have Chris Weidman calling in, Israel Adesanya calling oh, in. fuck. And Matt came in, and the, and uh, and Chris has a camera crew with him. Matt immediately screamed at them. No, that's not. He <laughs> fucking treated the camera the way no. Sonny treated it at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Godfather. It just, I just didn't know that. I was first of all, I'm very happy to see my buddy Kamosi. Sure. You know, uh, he visits. Uh, he visits every once in a while because he's good buddies with both Volante and uh, and Weidman. And so I end up seeing him. I don't know how would he come down every few months. Yeah, I think so. It's been like that last. Maybe I feel like years. I know you forever, Kamozi. Right. So I got happy to see him, and then as I'm talking to him, uh, there's a couple of gentlemen to his right, the, to the right of him, and they all, and one of them Left. picks up a hat. Well, up to my right. What do you got? The audience doesn't see <laughs> what the fuck's going on. Why do you got to ruin everything? To your to left. I think it's still your all left. Right. Yeah, it's all your left. I'm on your right. <laughs> no, Jimmy, but when I'm facing him, look at my right. My right hand. That's true. This but it's to my left. So what the, why are you fucking... It ruins the whole fucking story because you're messing me no, up. No, it does. I'm just letting you know. This way, if you say you're right again, you'll know I'm here. Anyway. That's what happened. You I got in. happy to see Kamozi. This is, this is really just awful. It's good stuff. Okay. So I got happy to see Kamozi, and then they're on me, so then... I'm like, oh, and I said something a little, I tried to be funny, and then I'm talking to him, and then I'm like, all right, now I feel like I have to try to be witty. Can you just shut the fucking camera off? What did you say to be funny? Nothing. I was <laughs> just, I just felt like I couldn't let my hair down. You couldn't I mean, relax. Could you I understand. Could you, I hear beeping. Did you hear that? No, I did. Hear I heard that's, it. That's, all right. That's okay. Could you talk to Kamozi while I take a bite of my, listen, I, I was late. No, I wasn't late. I was on time. You were fine. My fucking train was late. Yeah. And then I come in. I see Kamozi. I get happy. I see the cameras. I get weird. And then I told the, and I kind of just told the guys to shut it off. And that felt weird to say that. Yeah. Who the fuck am I? Am I the director? But then again, what is this? Candid camera? I didn't know. He, I told When I talked to Kamozi about coming in, I didn't know he, it was a plus two. Sure. No offense, guys. I'm happy you're here. I'm fucking happy you're here. But 
you know, I got a, you know, then I get the, uh, the fucking studios all different. Looks way fancier. Jimmy? Yeah. It looks, no? Uh, I, well, I like the new monitor behind Chris on the wall. Right? Yeah. Well, it's not I as like... sloppy as it was on the floor. <laughs> Taking a bite of my beef jerky. All right, and I'll talk to Chris about his fight. You're Go fighting, uh, you are fighting Friday night at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Are tickets available or no? Yeah, they are. Tickets are available on Ticketmaster. Okay, so go there if you want to see. And uh, it's it, now, now, Glory, uh, the Super Fight Series, it does air on UFC Fight Pass at 7.30 this Friday. And um, what time is your fight? Did you know how, how late in the card are you? Uh, I'm later on the card. I think I'm third from last. And I think the that's around 9.30. Okay. From what uh, oh, it told. says right I'm sorry, but it says right here. Uh, you're on uh, ESPN3, and the fight's at 9.30 Eastern Time. Okay, so if uh, you want to catch Chris, you see That's when that ESPN part of the 3. card starts. So. Okay, yeah. So, uh, I nailed yep. it. Okay. <laughs> Who are you fighting? I am fighting a guy named Myron Dennis. You guys have any back and forth or anything? <laughs> Do you? Because I see yeah. something that you said something about enough of the talk. Uh, what? Could you bring up what he said, even though he probably knows what he said? <laughs> I'm right. I'm not used to Kamozi going at anybody. He's such a nice dude. Yeah, he is a nice guy. So uh, yeah, what, what happened? He's been hammering me for, for weeks now, just with really? cringeworthy talking. So, you know... You know as well as I do, the best thing about the fight game is all that stuff you talk. I don't know. Can I say shit here? Yeah. Oh, all that shit, shit you talk. Fuck. Yeah. Say all right. Anything, all right. Now dude. we got. I get it. so excited. All that shit you talk, you got to yes. back up at some point. You know, yeah. That's the best part about fighting. We're not. We're not going to play basketball game, football. He's got to get in the ring with me. So, you know, he's fired me up definitely, and uh, I can't wait to punch him. Yeah, I guess it is all settled there, right? You get to punch each other in the face. I mean, what better way to settle a dispute? Yeah, exactly. It's judgment day. You know. So I've got weeks and weeks of listening to his cringeworthy shit talking. Why do you say cringeworthy? Was he bad That's at terrible. it? It's sounds terrible. Like, it sounds like <laughs> oh, he's no. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. It's it's so bad. I can't even... I can't bring up specifics because I can't even remember. We should. We, we basically... Look, he's on it right now. The guy he, behind Well, the he thing. was saying oh. that he called you out because he likes easy fights. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. you know, that type of stuff. And right. he likes to dance in the ring and stuff. So yeah. we'll see. We'll the see if he does that The guy in the me. ring. Yeah. Like El, the uh, El Kukui? El Kukui. Only guy who could pull that off. Yeah, would, not if that somebody good, not dances that good. in the ring or the cage, I would just boo them right away unless it's El Kukui. Yeah, you do love that dance. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> Every fucking time I'm hitting the applause button for the El Kukui dance. You do enjoy it. I'd love to see you do it. He breaks I, I would too. Oh, who, me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, that's not, I would never disrespect the, the dance like that. I feel like I that's something you practice at home. No, I can't do Well, that's my own business. Kamozi, <laughs> Kamozi. I can't pull that fucking thing off. I don't think you could either. I definitely can't. No? Nah. I'm I not, can't dance. I got dancer's legs, but I'm not a dancer. I got short legs. <laughs> <laughs> I got a titty on one of them. I just got that shit drained last week. Yeah, I got yeah, yeah. So I feel about my balls. <laughs> <laughs> just when you get them drained, they fill up again. Fucking sick, man. realize there's a camera on him. So, he's doing another Netflix special. So wait, you uh, this guy's talking all this cringeworthy nonsense to you. Does it bother you? I more laugh it about it than you? anything. It's annoying. I think. I think it's more annoying. I wonder where the guys like him get this uh, this confidence that he's got. You is know? it manufactured? Is it? Does it seem like he's trying to be like to make more money? I'm sorry, but how unprofessional. Like you're saying, like like basically, like no, uh, Colby uh, Covington feels a little more manufactured exactly. than say Connor does. Yeah, exactly. He. Uh, I think it's definitely manufactured because at the same time he wants to act like my friend when he sees me. So. It's uh, you know, it just it makes me cringe, man. I hate it. If you got if you're gonna go with that, you gotta stick to the game. You gotta do it. You can't be see me in person and be friends and this and that. Like if you want to be the shit talker, yeah. you gotta 
hold to that. By the way, when I said I'm professional, it was because I was talking with my mouth full. Not yeah. the, the question was money. Yeah. The question was fucking great. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that's so. not an unprofessional. That's question. probably gonna be a hard to follow question. Now, <laughs> Jimmy, now this is the deal. When I fought and somebody's talking shit, like for instance. I had a guy like Frank Trigg, and it was kind of like what you were saying. He was coming up with some zingers, but they were corny, and it's like, well, whatever. What was one of them? Do you remember? Well, he called me he called me um, Snooky from Jersey Shore. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing at that? I'm laughing at. Uh, Why would you, are you laughing? Are you think it's a good one? <laughs> no. <laughs> hey Jimmy, look at me. It's terrible. You're making me drool, Jimmy. <laughs> Snooky, he called me Snooky. That's terrible. It's like a height thing. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, enough about that insult. That's not the point. <laughs> that shit didn't bother me. And you know, like like, like you know, short person. I, I say I have respect. I don't say midget jokes because sure. that's not politically correct. He was saying short people jokes. That I was a short person. Jimmy, how tall is he? <laughs> Taller than me, Jimmy. It was not the point. Yeah. I, I I knocked him the fuck out, Jimmy. Did it feel good? Oh my what? With my hand connected with his fucking mouth, it felt good. I'm, you're so lucky that you get the. Oh this no, night. I can't Isn't wait. It feel good when they talk shit. Now I'm. Now I really, I just had a flashback, and and he's so lucky because that is the one thing when a guy talks a lot of shit, and you know you're gonna meet him in the cage. That's why I was like shocked when, uh, not shocked, but I would have respected Connor a lot more. When 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 if Khabib was on top of him, going let's talk now, and he's just giving him a fuck you. And then gets his ass kicked. He was just saying it's all business. Well, when he says it's all business, it's like, all right, boo, that's a fucking boo in that. <laughs> well, I mean, you're talking all this shit. Let me ask you, did he you're mean it's all business like, hey, I only talk shit or, or I'm, I'm all business in the cage? Listen, I think he was saying, please stop hitting me. I'm oh. Just I think he's saying now it's time to answer for all that shit. Okay. Yeah. Like, in other words, what would it look like? We, it's no different. This guy yeah. that you get, yeah, it'd be awesome. But um, the gentleman you're fighting, what's his name again? Myron Sorry. Dennis. Myron. Like if if, if Kamozi starts working on him and also Kamozi goes, hey man, if Kamozi says what's up now and the guy goes it's all business, what would you think of Myron? You go ah, you fucking suck, Myron. <laughs> I would say Myron. You be, if you start talking shit to him and the guy's just like yeah, that's right, and he goes out on his fucking shield, it is what it is. Yeah, you get but a lot once more. Once that respect. guy goes because the cage is the truth. That's where you have to. That's where you really man up. Not in a parking lot. Not anywhere else where shit can get broken up or whatever. I don't know why do people think of dude. I don't know how this went back to the McGregor because it has. Well, to the I don't. Shit. I don't remember that moment. I know it happened, but I didn't catch it when it did happen. What, when he said that, it's all business. Yeah, I know. End you, of the third. I've heard that. Yeah. Is it at the end of the third? Yeah. yeah. I remember Khabib talking to him. Yeah, I didn't catch it either, but I saw the replay of it when uh, it came out online. And like I said, you can't break character, man. You got to take that on the chin. If you if you've been talking all that shit, that's it, man. You can't pull back. You think he was saying, "Please stop hitting me. This is bothering me." I mean, what else would he mean by it? it's all business? He, he knew that that knows. guy was pissed. Yeah, I'm knows. sure you're right. Yeah. I'm you know? sure you're right. You got, listen, you talk that shit, man, you know? Well, That's Uriah Faber had an interesting thing about it. He goes, we, he goes, I don't know why you're talking. We're going to fight. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're going to fight. Like, you, this is going to be handled. Like, it's silly to yeah. talk shit. But it, it just does sell the fight, though. No, yeah, it sells the fight, and it's good. I just feel yeah. like you got to be good at it. So I, I can't wait. Like you said, yeah. it's exciting to get to punch a guy that's talking all this shit. Yeah. But it's funny if you feel like they, he said it there. Yeah, uh, and that's when he goes. Yeah, I guess uh, not. I guess so. Let's talk. See, I think I, I thought it was. Oh, it was, was it while he was hitting him at the end? Watch here. Watch. Yeah, Once I think he gets broken up. Something like, yeah, let's see or whatever. You know, he, he didn't really have a response to it. But let's see. take down. Listen. Fifteen minutes in the books. We head to the championship rounds. Complete the takedown. 
Let it keep going for a second. <laughs> 15 minutes in the books. We head to the championship rounds. Grabbing. Yeah, let's talk. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man, that's Listen, awesome. I love Khabib. Yeah. Because now he's like, hey, let's talk. You know, the guy doesn't want to talk now. In his face in the press conference, I think part of the reason why Khabib jumped the cage is it, it was almost like it, it, he got, he did, he didn't like thoroughly beat him. But because he tapped so quick when he had his neck, he's yeah. probably like, ah! He didn't get the what? satisfaction he wanted. Come on, man. He wanted to really? crack his jaw. He wanted, he wanted to squeeze his well, jaw and, and break Or maybe it. give a little bit more of a beating, but I maybe he didn't think the guy was going to tap out so quick. But whatever. Let's get back to Kamozi yeah. kicking some ass. But, you know, it's worse when a guy really means it. Don't you think? Do you ever have a, like a guy who feels like you're not on his level and that kind of make Yeah, it's I mean. more of a dig? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't had it too much. I seem to get along with just about everybody. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> I've fought my friends before, and I, I, it's just I don't care. Is that harder? You know, you know yeah. Sam Alvey said that too. He doesn't care who he fights. I don't know. See, so like when I fight my friends, I almost feel more hyped up for it because I'm like, man, I can't lose to my buddy who's going to yeah. talk shit about this forever now. Bring it up in jokes and everything, so you're like more motivated. Like playing football when you're a kid with your friends, you're like, I'm going to tackle my friend even harder than the other guy. Right. You know, uh, that's kind of how I relate it to, but. Uh, yeah, it's either way. It's not gonna make me pull back on you whether you do or you don't. You know, I'm gonna come in and fight the same way. But uh, it definitely got me more motivated training. That's for sure. Because you don't want to lose to some clown. Sure. The only thing I guess they can do, and we've we've seen examples of, it, is it makes someone too emotional. If it really gets to them, and then they make a mistake they might not normally make because they're eager to, they just they just want to go in there and fucking knock somebody out. Yeah, definitely. You know, and that's that's one thing we talked about for sure. And I've been doing this a long time, so. I can control those emotions. And right. How long have you been fighting? Uh, let's see. I turned pro in 2006. Oh, okay. You have a long career. Yeah. What did you do before that? Uh, high school. Oh, you just fight. <laughs> okay. So that's what you wanted to do when you got out of school? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I went to college for a year. Um, decided it wasn't for me. What was your time. major? I didn't even have one yet. Okay. Yeah, still you had that. no game plan? You yeah. just kind of wanted to just... Yeah, you're looking at my game plan now. <laughs> it's working out well for you. What about MMA? You feel like, going, are you going to go back to that? or you, do you pref What do you prefer? Uh, you know, I'm, I've been having a lot of fun kickboxing, but I, I miss MMA. You know, I miss grappling, um, just the whole game of it. So I want to get back to MMA. It's just a matter of finding a fight that's worth the shit. Um, you know, I technically a free agent in mma so i'm just waiting for the right opportunity you know i'd like to keep kickboxing too and uh, just do both stay busy you know I, I think i got maybe five years left so i want to fight as much as possible do you have stuff set up for after you fight or uh, ideas of what you want to do a little bit you know i want to work for myself i own my own business right now um it's called performance mma shameless plug right there that's fine no, plug, <laughs> plug the hell out of it uh yeah it, it's a retail store um online and brick and mortar I sell training gear, geese, um, clothes, anything related to combat sports. Um, but after that, you know, I don't know. I want to get into real estate, stuff like that. Not the Al Akinta style, but yeah. like, you know, I want to just buy up houses and go from there. Who we just talked to that flips property? Ryan LaFleur. Ryan LaFleur, yeah, yeah. Okay, a couple of Long Island MMA guys do uh, real estate. Yeah, yeah, I've tossed around some ideas like that. Maybe open a gym even, but uh, it just depends on the market. Yeah, real estate seems like it would be really frustrating because people fucking walk you through the house. I don't know. Ah, like, it's nice. I don't know. And it's like there's just too much on other people making a decision, which would drive me crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even imagine. I was talking to Al about that because I was staying with him when I was out here. Yeah. I'm like, you ever have people that come in with like 
the most outlandish requests for a house, and he's like, every day. And, and the ones who will jerk you off by taking you through the process until the very end, and they're like, nah, we changed. Like, everything up until they have to start filing paperwork or whatever. I, it took me, I looked, for, I looked at 10 or 12 or 15 different places before I settled on where I wanted to be. It was just looking like I didn't like. Eh, I didn't like it. Didn't like it. Didn't like it. And this poor guy has to take me out. <laughs> yeah. You gotta do it like when you're going out looking for a date, man. You gotta be like the Terminator. Go online. I'll take a Cialis and go online. I have a date in five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking best. I wish I could have found an apartment like that. Sick, <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy. Uh, are we gonna? Uh, Preview the uh, the card with Chris. I think we should go over the fights. It's yeah, absolutely. Well, I figure we do our picks at some point too. But yeah, well, I, mean, down, I mean, we got to do it. We could do our picks because we have phone calls coming in. We have Wybin, we have Adesanya. So if we want to do our picks I before mean, the phones spread that out, what time is Wybin calling in? We got Wybin about fifteen minutes. All right, man. You want to get started? It's up yeah, to you, man. We might want let's to. Do it. I'm sure. down for whatever. I'm happy Kamozi's here. Now the first fight of the main card, uh, middleweight fight, Derek Brunson, number six against Israel Adesanya, number nine. Uh, he's he's undefeated, fourteen and zero. What is undefeated. Brunson's record? He's eighteen and six. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Again, eighteen and six though. He's fought. I I, I want to say that uh, Brunson has probably fought uh, better fighters overall. Not that uh, Israel hasn't fought good fighters. And what was Israel's last fight? It was against Brad Tavares. Brad Tavares. Yeah. Oh, that's that right. That was a good decision. Fight. Yeah. Yeah, but he, I mean, he had Tavares hurt a number of times in that fight. I mean, he really took over. I, he won. Yeah. That, I mean, that was like a, what, a 50-45? Uh... Yeah, he, I mean, he, it was a very good fight for him, yeah. Yeah, the style bender, man. I like watching that kid yeah. fight. He's, you know who he is, Matt? You seen him fight yet? Who, Israel? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. no, You were at that him. fight, weren't you? That, weren't you at that fight? Uh, you know what? You can't all ask trick questions right now. <laughs> you know, I've been there so many. F Where was that fight? You were you, you were not at that. That was a Thursday night fight. Oh, that was your Hall of Fame. <laughs> I think that was your Hall of Fame weekend. Yeah, yeah. listen. You were wrestling it. drunk guys. Memory of a goldfish, but <laughs> no, yeah, I remember that. But uh, no, he's a dangerous dude. But the, who was his his biggest test? Was it Brad? Brad Tavares. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right, man. I mean, this is a, this. I mean, this is first Derek. top ten guy. Yeah, Derek, yeah. this is the the, the, I mean, the Brunson's a test. rough way to start. Derek Brunson is yeah. a tough dude, but is he coming? Is, is Derek coming off that knockout from Jacare? He is head kick. Yes. Yeah, mm, that's interesting too. What was How Derek's fight before that? that? Was that Whitaker? Uh, Derek's fight. Leota Machida. He knocked out. Oh, okay. I know. So he was coming off a couple of wins. Yeah, yeah. Dan Kelly knocked him out, and then he knocked out Leoto. Not to be a dick, but Dan Kelly could have went to school with me, though. He's, oh, a little, he's in his 40s. Okay. No? And, and he had the really <laughs> right close uh, loss to Anderson Silva, which arguably... He I thought won he won that, that in Brooklyn. Yeah, 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 in Brooklyn. He won that fight. I, 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 I love Anderson, but I thought Brunson absolutely got robbed. Yeah. Man. So, All right. What do you guys think? I'm, uh, I'm picking Israel. I think this is going to be a real good test for him. You know, it's the first, I think, high-level wrestler he's fought, but... Derek Brunson's got the tendency to lunge in like like Whitaker caught him. Um, he's got knockout power, but he he rushes in, chin up, and I think uh, Israel's real good at controlling the distance. He's quick, he's slick. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go Israel knockout. What round? Oh man, one or two. Well, you gotta be off the fence with that one. <laughs> We're gonna go back. To you heard it. You heard it here. He's a genius. Yeah. You heard it here. Right, tell us which one. First or second round? I'll That's go first. how we do it. I'll go first. He's saying the first round. Okay. He's saying the first round. Fights in glory. I'm going to take Israel out of Sonya by decision. Okay. The thing, it's oh, a three-round fight, yeah. so I, I can see it going three rounds. The thing with Derek, though, he does, he does come in with that blitz, but then I feel like people think he's going to stop, and he keeps going. Like, in other words, they... 
they come back a little bit and like look to time him and he keeps coming in with like six. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like he comes in with that blitz. So I don't know. Like it's weird because I'm like, man, his chin is there, and yet he and yet he he catches Machida. Well, Machida's chin does come up a little bit. Does it? Yeah. He's in and out like <laughs> a, a fucking bit. karate man, but that shit does. I guess when you become forty, that sh- that little bounce comes a little bit slower. <laughs> um, shit, this is exciting. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited for can, this. Can fight. somebody tell me what the last style bender means? Well, we could ask him when we talk to him. Yeah, I he'll think be on the just, phone. He he has so many different you know styles that he mixes in. He's unpredictable. That that type of thing. Well, just make, sure, don't just make up shit, Chris, well, the producer. I know. <laughs> Maybe we should just, ask yeah. him, right? Yeah. Why is he trying yeah. to take a guess at it? He's gonna get on I and be like, "Oh, he has my mom so many styles. He likes to bend them. <laughs> Why don't we just wait? All right, we'll ask him. Uh, That's a good guess. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's a gr- fucking worst guess ever. I'm only kidding. It's probably right. Listen, I'm gonna say, and not just because he's calling in. I'm going to say Israel's second round knockout. I think uh, the first round, he's going to be that matador. Matador. The matador. It's fun to say. And then uh, he's going to find the home for something in that second round. Yeah. You know? Uh, I'm going to go with Israel third round knockout. I think Brunson's probably going to come in a little more cautiously considering his last fight. He got knocked out early. So maybe the first round's feeling out process. Israel starts to feel in the second round, third round. And and it's also, can he keep it uh, standing up? I wish... uh, I wish... Chris, the producer, picked uh, Derek Brunson. We could tell Israel Because then I could tell Israel we would that snitch. Chris, the producer's... Nope, not today. Picking, feel, picking both guys that are calling. I feel like I need to write Chris's picks down. You Were were you six for six on the last one? Ah, yes, I absolutely right. was. I gotta, I gotta, go. go put some money down on Chris's bets here. He, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's, but he's due for a lousy. <laughs> he's yeah. due for this a is fucking... A, yeah, it's, a, it's an 0 for 5. Ex- yeah. Now, uh, the uh, next fight is uh, another middleweight fight. Carl Roberson against Jack Marshman. I like watching Jack Marshman fight. What are both yep. of their last fights? That's uh, right. Let me pull it. Uh, the hammer. Uh, Roberson's coming off a um, arm triangle choke loss to Cesar Fajeda in his last fight. And, and he was undefeated before that. Yes, correct. Um, and then Jack Marshman is coming off, also coming off a loss. He got submitted by Antonio Carlos Jr. Well, I mean, shoe shit. Face. Shoe face is dangerous. Um, they're UFC records. Go! Uh, Marshman's 2-2, two and two, and I believe... Uh, In the UFC? Yeah, 2-2. Two and two. Okay. And then Carl Roberson is 1-1 one one in the UFC. He's ready for me today. You see, normally, he'll just tell me that whole record and then go, oh, I got to do it. Now, he's... He's he knows. Things are looking up for UFC Unfiltered. Look at the <laughs> thing on the wall. Look at that. I'm so impressed. Am I just a simpleton? Well, that's, that's not just that, but there's... You can be one, but also Jimmy's be like right. A, people think I would be the bully, but it's really you, Jimmy. You bully me. Anyway, but it's so nice on the wall like that. It does look good. It does. I, I think I'm, I'm excited about it. I am too. I am a simple man. That looks nice. <sighs> so yeah, I'm gonna take um, I'm gonna take Marshman uh, with a second round TKO. Okay. And Baby K is what? What's what's Baby K? He's one and He's one and one in the UFC. He has a win on Dana White's uh, Tuesday Night Contender Series. Also, that's shit, man. Mm. And that, so he's one and one. But does doesn't he he trains with? Can you tell me who he trains with? I think he trains he with Mark Henry, been? right? Who? Cole? Does Robertson? Baby K? I thought he doesn't work with um I don't want to say I don't want to say uh Ray Sifu. I, I I might be wrong. I mean it says he trains out of Neptune, New Jersey, so I mean that I'm way sense, off. But... I think he trains with Almeida and them. Well I, I saw him uh when Chris and I went to Mark Henry and Katone's gym. Yeah. Well, I am I am, you know, team Almeida. 
my good buddy. All right, listen. <laughs> I'm going with Baby K. Okay. You know, by decision. You know? Yep. Uh, I'm going to take uh, Robertson by second round knockout. Mm-hmm. Taking a lot, I'm feeling a lot of knockouts on this this card. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, and right. uh, how about Chris? I think I'm going to go Marshman decision. Okay. Um, I've seen him fight before. He's t- Both these guys, I think... I don't think there's going to be a lot of takedowns in this fight. No, um, but yeah, I agree yeah, we, we got to get Robertson a new nickname. I have trouble picking anybody with baby, baby K. In nickname. No, yeah. no, baby K is good. No, oh, you don't like baby K? Baby K, no. come on. <laughs> Are you serious? No. I, I like that a lot. Oh man, MGK or Eminem? Uh, by the way, Ugh. Chris Weidman's going to be Eminem. calling that in a second. Okay, Eminem came back. I do. Eminem is to me, the man. OG. I do like that rap devil song. Yeah, me too. I've been an MGK fan I, I for a wanna, long time, but come on, you can't fuck with. I don't want to. I don't want to play because we played it to death. But uh, have you heard the? Uh, wait, what? Are we what? <laughs> yeah, Chris. Oh, on the phone. I think you said Chris is in a couple of minutes. Oh no, here. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, oh I misunderstood. Hey, you. I'm right here. Hey, Chris, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Talking, of course, Matt and Jim and Chris Camozzi's here. Camozzi's with us. Hi. Oh, Camozzi, Matt, what's up? What's well, up? I mean, how are you? Are you working? Are you doing the open workout with Longo? What is going on right hey, now? Hey, guys. Hey, guys. You want to hear a really annoying noise? <laughs> oh, shit. Ray Longo, everybody. What's wrong with that noise? <laughs> no, no. Ray Longo. Hold on. Let me, let me see, Longo. Everybody, everybody loved your joke, Longo. <laughs> <laughs> Very fast crickets. They loved your joke. The fast crickets, crickets loved it. Yo, Jimmy, you want to hear my uh, oh, walking impersonation again? I would love nothing more than to hear your go walking ahead, impersonation. Go ahead, Longo. Can you hear this, please? Come on. My son, Clarence, fuckhead that he is. <laughs> hey, that's Volante's laugh. Could you save this fucking interview and put on Volante? <laughs> Can we cra- congratulate Volante on his win? And we got embedded here in the house. Oh, is it really? Oh, yeah. Those fuckers are like stalkers. Yeah, are they filming Longo doing that uh, amazing walking impression? That was really good. Oh, thank you, Jim. You should have seen the mannerisms, though. You're not getting the full effect. Uh, but are they good? Does he actually have the the face and the hands and the lean in? Absolutely. He did. Not. He did everything. It was it was on the money. I can't believe it. All right, His good. hair, hair looks great. No, no, I'm getting quiet. I forgot the camera was on me. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so you forgot that everyone is now going to see you're walking. Unembedded. And Volante's right next to you too, right? I heard him laugh. Uh, what? Yeah, can't miss that laugh. Is uh, is Volante right next to you also? Yeah, Volante's here too. Tell him we we said congratulations. And listen, he was too nice to that Ed Herman. <laughs> Fuck that shit. He won that fight. <laughs> I uh, love you, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate everything. You, you know, won. Talk about short views like that. <laughs> you won. The, just, hey, stop hijacking the interview. You kiss ass. The short. <laughs> what are you? What are you trying to get? Fucking Ed Herman on MMA and Beyond next week, motherfucker. Don't make like you didn't text me this morning and ask me to come on. Yeah. Come on now. Hold on. I'm gonna scream out the window and reach more people than MMA and Beyond. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, He's going hell. hard. I'm coming at you like fucking wife is coming at Jacare, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the fight. This is not This is not about me and Longo. That's not going to be solved today. Oh, Wyman, I got to ask you questions that I know the answer to. How are you feeling? 
All right, awesome. All right, let's keep this organic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel great, man. I feel I feel awesome. I feel in amazing shape, and uh, I'm ready to go. Very prepared. Jimmy, you got to ask something. Were you I disappointed that uh, Rockhold had to drop out? Yeah, I was disappointed at first because obviously we were. I, I wanted that rematch. Um, I'm super competitive, and I wanted to be able to show that you know I was better than that first fight we had, and uh, that I could beat him. So. I was excited for that match, and um, and then when they told me Jock Ray, I started getting excited for that pretty much right away. So um, I'm I'm good to go. Chris is going in to defend my honor. Oh yes! <laughs> oh yeah! This one is for Kamozi. Yeah. I'm gonna scream at the end of this one and say that 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 one was for Kamozi. I'll be honest. <laughs> I, got, I, I got you, Kamozi. All right. Yeah. I, I really I, I like Jacques Ray as a fighter, but I don't enjoy the alligator thing. That giant alligator <laughs> chop really bothers me a lot. You got to really? win just so we don't see that shit. Yeah, I, I can't stand watching that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm you with have you. a flashback to uh, Captain Hook when you see that alligator? I don't remember. <laughs> Hold on. No, but I want to know what would Christopher Walken have said if he were in Captain Hook? <laughs> go ahead, Rago. Can you pull this off? I have no idea. Damn it! <laughs> oh, he's just, he's just done trying. He dropped the fucking ball, Longo. <laughs> oh, my God. He's good for one. Um, <laughs> he's good for one, and he's fucking finished. Wait, wait, way to ad lib, Longo. <laughs> you're not gonna make. De- hey, Longo, you're not making Dean Thomas's improv anytime soon. <laughs> Motherfucker, hey, going right, hard on him today. Longo walked away. Yeah, damn right, damn right. I'll do it. I run across fucking eight mile. I run this shit. I don't know. <laughs> I'm the fucking boss. Hey Chris, what do you what do you think about uh, uh, Whitaker fighting uh, Gaslam? What do you what do you think about that fight? Uh, you know, I think it's a it's a good fight. Gas, I mean, um, Whitaker is obviously more of a stand up guy. He showed that he could take a, a big shot and persevere through and find a way to win. He's tough as hell. Um, but I think uh, I, I like Gaslam in this fight. I think Gaslam. He has the stand-up. He has, I think, the cardio advantage, which is a huge factor. He, he seems to stay relaxed. Uh, he can stay relaxed for five rounds and keep moving forward. He can hit hard. And um, he also has the wrestling and wrestling background. So I think he just has a little bit more ways to win. Now, if you win your fight against Jacare, do you think that you should be next in line for a shot? Yeah, I, I, I definitely think so. I was told I, I do. I was told that um, I would be ready to be the replacement for the uh, Gaslam Whitaker just in case Gaslam gets injured, and then um, then I would have the winner of that if they do fight. Well, honestly, so I just got to uh, I just got to uh, take care of Jock Ray. That's the that's my main focus, obviously. Of course, but if you do win, regardless of who, who wins that fight, if Gaslam wins, it's an interesting thing because then he's the champion and it's a rematch against you. And uh, you know Romero has fought him twice already, so there's much more interest in seeing you fight than than Yoel Romero fight him again. I agree. I agree. Yeah, um, I think either way, uh, it, it would be an exciting fight for for the fans. What did you have to do different after you found? I mean, I know you don't want to give away your game plan, but after you find out that yeah. uh, Rockhold is out and Jacare is in, I mean, both are probably going to try to do different things. Yeah, I mean, not not too much. The biggest thing is that um, South um, Rockhold's a southpaw, so just getting used to uh, guys with the left leg forward, you know, which is what I'm used to anyway. Most guys uh, fight with you know are right-handed, so uh, just that. And I mean, both guys are dangerous on the floor. Both guys are also dangerous on the feet, so it's not like any of these guys in the top five um, don't come. With, and everybody comes with weapons that I have to 
you know, respect. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'm confident in all my skills, and, you know, uh, so I'm excited to go out there and showcase that. And this would have been, the, I think, the first rematch you've ever had with somebody who you've lost to if it had this Rockhold fight went through, correct? Yes, yep. Did that play into your, your, your psyche at all, or, or was there any thoughts about that? Because, again, Anderson, you beat twice in a row, so you, you already knew you had one win going into the second fight. Did that change the way you approached this at all or how you thought not really. I was just trying. I, I didn't want to make it any uh, like. I didn't want to make it personal. I didn't want to be emotional or anything like that going to the fight. Um, I just wanted. To, I just wanted to make it more of a competition. And I've been there a million times with like wrestling matches in college, and I've lost the guys and I beat them. And so I've been through all that. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Every every competition is going to always be a little bit different. So yeah, is this really your fourth. They said this on the prep sheet. Really, your fourth straight fight in New York. Yeah, fourth straight. Fight in New York. Does it mean anything, or after a while you're like, all right, I want to travel again? No, I still mean something, man, because I, I, I know what it was like not to be able to fight here, and everybody else was able to fight in their home state, and we were all screwed here in New York, not you know, not being able to perform in front of our fans and uh, and friends and family and stuff, and everybody always had to fly, you know, out to Las Vegas and spend all this money and. So it is. It's uh. It's definitely something I still appreciate fighting in New York. And uh, I was sorry to hear about. Uh, I know you and Kevin James are pretty close. And uh, do you miss the acting? Yeah, man. I had that. Re- I had that that role in his show. Kevin can wait. Unfortunately, uh, I got canceled that for two seasons. But yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, that, man, acting doesn't come supernatural to me. I like. I had a lot of help. I I was very open to criticism, and I think that's what got me through it. But. Um, if there's opportunities that come by, I'll do it, but it's not something I, I don't think I'm like pursuing hardcore in my life. No, was that a studio audience uh, a shoot in front of a live audience? Yeah, it was shot in front of a live audience. And it's funny, my first gig, my first actual acting debut was with Adam Sandler and Kevin James. And Adam Sandler was my partner as a cop in the show. And it was his first time doing it in front of a live audience in a very, very long, like, long time, like ten years. And he was he was more nervous than me. And really, watching Adam Sandler get nervous uh, to act was insane for me to see. So what, did you, like, when you do it? Because I've done live audience stuff and non, and there really is a different dynamic when there's a bunch of people. Because if you fuck up with a joke, you have to just kind of redo the joke in front of the same people that just saw it. So you said they gave yeah. you criticism that was helpful. What did they tell you that kind of helped you a little bit? Well, I, I think the biggest thing with them is that they were so relaxed and, and, and making it, obviously you had your lines, but they were so relaxed that making it like it was a normal conversation, just hanging out. And because they were so relaxed, it helped me become more relaxed and just kind of almost be myself using the lines. And uh, the other thing with the studio, being in the studio with the live crowd is the uh, like the laughing, the, the timing of a laugh. They don't know how long that laugh is going to go for you know you can't prep for that so you might have to stop mid-sentence as the crowd is laughing and pause and as soon as and you can't you know you can't continue your line when they're laughing so you have to wait till they're done laughing and then continue so if you you could that could easily mess with you too but that's a good point too because if you have a full sentence and they're laughing and halfway through you have to know how to pause where it makes it look like you're not pausing but the worst though is when they've laughed in rehearsal and then you fire out the line in front of an audience and it's like, oof, and it gets nothing. <laughs> oh, when you do those table reads and everybody in the room is hysterically laughing at everything you say, 
And then you go out to a live audience, and it's just like you, you expected the, the, the laugh, and it's not there. It's like, all right, I gotta just uh, you gotta keep moving with this one. Well, you forget too that the people in the audience are not at the ta- they're not the writers who are laughing at their own jokes at the table read. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> they think everything's hysterical. But I used to bomb. I did a show on HBO called Lucky Lou years ago. It was a live audience. I fucking bombed every single HBO run through. I, I was expecting to get fired. It would go well in front of the studio audience, but bombing in rehearsals is probably worse <laughs> than bombing in front of an audience. Yo, I, I'm, I'm with you. Rehearsals for me were way harder than in the live audience. You get the, I know you get the energy of the people, and it it, it, look, it could be a little bit more nerve wracking. But um, I, I did way better in front of the people than I did in rehearsal. Was there any connection between, look, you, obviously, you, you know, your, your job is much more uh, fearful and tension-filled than fucking comedy or acting. Was there anything in what promote, helps you prepare for a fight that kind of helped you settle yourself when you're going to do a scene? Yeah, I mean, just trying to stay, just trying to stay relaxed as possible and, uh, you know, the nerves will start creeping up on you and you can't let it uh, kind of over overtake you and and really uh, make a difference. You just want to try to stay as relaxed as possible and uh, don't overthink it and just try to have fun, really. Well, I mean, after fighting in the cage, doesn't, like, everything else not really... I mean, you get nervous, but you don't get that nervous, right? I don't know. That's how I I feel with shit. The thing thing with fighting in the cage, uh, there's nothing like fighting in the cage, obviously, um, but... I and I, I use that to help me while I'm like if I'm gonna do the, the acting thing, it's like I fight in a the fact that I fight in a cage, yeah. it makes it it makes it all easier. Uh, but I can't I honestly I can't imagine doing stand up comedy. That that would scare the crap out of me. That would terrify me. You know, stand up is, is, is <laughs> it's scary. I know Matt did that. Matt did uh, do it. He killed one, too. Just one time. I'm, not, I'm no Jim Norton. It, it, it can be scary, but it doesn't prepare me for other things. Like I can do stand up, but approaching a woman in a mall and saying hello is horrible because the things that work for me when I'm bombing don't work when a girl is rejecting me. Like, you know what I mean? For you, if a scene isn't going well, you can't just fucking choke the guy out on the floor. You got to just kind of go through it in that world. Yeah, you could, yeah, you could be like Dean Thomas and neither could work for you. <laughs> <laughs> the stage thing or approaching women. <laughs> yeah, Chris. Hey, Whiteman. This has nothing to do with on air, but I'm probably going to find you guys after this. So tell, tell Lago to answer my freaking call when I call. I will. He's, he's doing uh, yoga in the corner now. Oh, dude. dude. I'll tell you, he did lose weight. Hey, hey, Chris, he lost weight. And like, uh, so the other day I told him again, I'm like, yeah, I'm laying off the gluten. He's like, oh, could you stop? Could you stop with the gluten? Like, I'm talking about it too much. We got to hear about him losing his fucking weight and losing his ass every fucking day. And now that I lost weight, we can't talk about it. He's a he's a nutritionist now. Everything yeah. he wants to he wants to explain oh, to me how I should try to wait. How's that gluten free cooking? I don't want to talk about it. All right, <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> Jimmy, how many times have you heard about his gluten free diet? Please tell me the truth. Honestly, um, not 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 too many. Thank you, Jimmy. Uh, Fourteen hundred, perhaps. Oh, you guys are all pricks. You liked me better when I was a big fat guy. That's not true. <laughs> All right, That's listen. I just I'm, like drink, I'm drinking. I'm drinking kombucha. Listen, <laughs> Wyman. I'm following. I'm gonna. I'm gonna find you guys after this, like a stalker. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Come by. Hang out. All right. Good talking to you guys, Chris. Good luck, man. And uh, I, I might even see you on Saturday night. Awesome, man. All right. Cool. Yeah. Good All luck. Right, Tear it up. Later, guys. Bye-bye. All right. Take care, man. All right, listen, I want to apologize to the audience for, for, Ray, for Ray Longo <laughs> hijacking that interview. Well, that, Ray Longo does a great walk-in. He, 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 you, 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 you're the problem with that because he thinks he really does a good Christopher walk-in. He now. does do a good walk-in. He does not do a Christopher. If, if I didn't know it was Ray, I probably would have thought it was Christopher. Yeah. It's almost as good as yours. 
Yeah, but I mean, come Go on. ahead. I won't do it. You don't follow a great impression with a bad impression. <laughs> I got to piss real quick. You mind if we Me too. Me it? too. Okay, pal. We'll be right back. Always great to hear from uh, Chris Weidman. So thanks, Chris, for calling in. Uh, Matt, you know, UFC Bantamweight champion TJ Dillashaw. He loves the fight. He loves the strategy. You know what else he loves? I'll give you one guess. Toyo Tires. Correct. Because like TJ, Toyo Tires are as tough as they come. Yes. And they are the official tire of the UFC. Yes, they There's are. Lots of love about Toyo Tires. Aggressive design. Tires for any weather. Proven on and off-road capabilities. All the toughness to back it up. There's a confidence that comes with tough tires. So no matter where you're driving, no matter what you're driving, you can count on Toyo tires. Tough people love tough tires. I'm not a tough person. I'm a bit of a wuss, and I still love a tough tire. So if you're tough, you have to have one, or it's embarrassing. So if you're tough, these are the tires for you. Matt? Toyo tires. The next time you need tires, ask for Toyo, the official tire of the UFC, and they're the official tire for a reason. Learn more at toyotires.com backslash UFC. That's Toyo, T-O-Y-O, toyotires.com backslash UFC. It keeps me and Matt employed. Word. So thank you guys for being uh, sponsors. What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's Pull Up podcast. Very special mini post-Game 7 episode of Pull Up. An epic Game 7 in Denver. 37 points back-to-back essentially closeout buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations. But most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Clay and Steph. And a lot of transitions. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. Don't forget to... Subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price for savings of up to 700 bucks. Plus, take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value. That's $699 for a free. You'll only find these deals during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. So don't miss your chance to start sleeping like a pro. Shop now at mattressfirm.com slash sale. There's nothing worse than being uncomfortable in bed. It's, it's horrible. You're not rested the next day. You suck at work. Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale is offering the best bed deal of the year. Save up to $700 when you get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price plus Take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value, free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details. Before we have Israel Adesanya call in, we should probably just finish up our picks. I'm with you guys. Uh, because uh, I can't wait. Because we talked to Chris. We, we have, uh, I guess now we're on the third fight, uh, which was supposed to be David Branch against Jacare, and I was really psyched for Branch. Uh, uh, you know, and again, you know, Rocco goes out, Jacare moves up to the co-main, and now it's Jared Cannonier fighting his first fight at middleweight. Yep. The Killer Gorilla. That's correct. That's uh, Jared. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Okay. It's not David Branch. No. David, he doesn't, he doesn't have a nickname. I mean, I like to call him, you know. When One he, of 14. You know, sometimes he's Bob, Barbershop Branch. But 
He said he learned a lot since that barbershop branch video. I don't know if you remember that. Well, I do remember that. Yes. All right, just making sure. Yeah, I'm not the only guy that heard it. Uh, I, listen, it's I'm kind of. What is Jared's record, by the way? So at he is uh, he's lost. Oh, his record overall, he's ten they, and four overall. He has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He has he's three and four in the UFC. He's three and four in the UFC. Yes, but he's fought at heavyweight and light heavyweight. Now he's moving down to middleweight. So maybe this. Is Did he have a fight heavy. scheduled already? Or did they just I, I, I don't think so. Okay. I think he was just preparing to fight at middleweight. So okay, so he had already talked about fighting at middleweight, and they're yeah. like, "Hey, if you want to do it." Yeah. Um, okay, for, for a lot of reasons, uh, I think Branch is just is really ready to. Uh, you know, he wants to fight for the title. I'm I'm going to take Branch by a second round submission. Yeah. How do you lose those three fights? How do you how do those fights go? Uh, he has four losses. So the last two oh. came to Dominic Reyes. He got knocked out by Dominic Reyes, who we know is an up-and-coming Oh, the guy. last two, because there was that controversy. Is that right? What do you mean the last two? No, I'm just saying he's lost two in a row. Oh, wait. Uh, so, the last, oh, the last, so the last one uh, was against Dominic, Dominic Reyes. Reyes. He got one before out. that. It was against Jan Blachowicz. It was a unanimous oh, you decision. Threw me off with yeah, that. you thought he was saying the last two against one. Yeah, I'm oh, like, yeah. wait a second. Because oh, somebody I had a rematch, and I'm like, wait, it wasn't that guy. How did Blachowicz beat him? Totally threw me off. That was a unanimous decision. Yeah. All right, and then Dominic, and then the other guy, and Dominic Reyes is knocking everybody out. So. Yeah, he's knocking yeah. everybody out. All right, I'm gonna say, and the one, and the, the one before that, how did he lose? He won his fight before that against Nick Rorick. It was he TKO'd Nick Rorick, but then uh, before that, he lost to Glover to share a unanimous decision. So he's lost three of his last he's, four. He's durable though. He mm-hmm. is, yes. But Branch was getting ready for John Gray. Yes, which is no joke. Branch is believing in his hands. He's got the grappling. I'm going to say David Branch, second round, rear naked choke. Oh, you're going specific. Plus, I think the fact that he's, this is, I don't know how many times he's had to cut down to uh, 185. I can but sum it up. I can say submission. Yeah. That way I don't. No, but you yeah, might, well, you you might know, be right. Put it out there. I, I know. I branched by se- uh, first round submission also. Ooh. I don't know what kind of submission. Well, I said but... second round. Yes. I, I think, go. yeah, I'm going to go branch, second round submission. Okay. I think, uh. Cannonair coming down a weight class and on short notice, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah, it's going to be a tough cut for him. Branch is durable, um, or I mean, he's well rounded, and uh, I think Cannonair is mostly a striker, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, I think Branch goes for the takedown and gets him down, submits him, especially yeah, preparing for Jacare. Yeah, man. All right, I like it. Now the co-main event is of course Chris uh, Wyman against right. Well, I Jacare. can't make this is the one I got to take a pass on. I think we're all going Jacare here. Right? Right? Yes, Jacare <laughs> first round karate kid. Well, you'll know my answer afterwards. That's what I was going to say. All so right? I'll, I'll take down how you think it's going to happen, but you obviously okay. you're taking Wyman. So. All right. Yeah. So everybody um, else go with what you think. Hmm, how do I think it's going to Everybody goes to Jacare, I'm not your friend anymore. I'm, <laughs> not, I'm, not I, I, I'm taking Wyman, but not just because I like Chris or we're friends. I really do think he's going to win. Um... How do I think he was gonna win? <laughs> Wait, Ben Saunders is in this on this card. He is, yes. He's fighting. Is that Lyman good? It is. Yeah, he's from a Tiger Showman. Yeah. All yeah, right. no, this is a great the card wow. all around. I mean, Ben just that came out of nowhere. Yeah. I feel like Ben just fought. He did. He fought um, uh, Rice, Sergio Marais, right? Yeah, they That's put that fight together not that long oh, ago. Weidman decision. What? What? I'm okay. taking Weidman by decision. Ooh, okay. That's a three-round fight, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take Chris Weidman by second round knockout. Oh, my goodness. Ground and pound, maybe, but second round knockout. I like this I'm with you, Chris. Yeah. Yep. Wow. 
Okay. Wow. I'm excited. Yeah, me, me too. too. I, I think it's a really fun fight. That's one of those fights where Rockhold fell out, you know, and you're kind of yeah. like, oh, man, what are they going to put now? And they put Jacare in there, and I feel like it's just as exciting. Yeah, this is a great fight. And they've so, never fought before, so it's not a rematch, so right. it makes it exciting as a fan. That's yeah. why I see it might go the distance. Somebody I always was always on my radar because I'm a fan of jiu-jitsu, and I really enjoy his jiu-jitsu. Very well-rounded, extremely dangerous, both on top and on bottom, both submission-wise, positional-wise, on top. But... Weidman's a fucking stud and a half. Yeah. I mean... It's a different jiu-jitsu. How many guys shut down Damian Maya like that after losing 30 pounds in like less than two weeks? I mean... Yeah. I mean, less than... Maybe, I don't know, something like a week. Something insane. And he went in there half dead and look what he did. And, you know... Whatever. I'll tell you my prediction afterwards. Yeah. Obviously, it's Weidman. I don't see... I don't see Jacare taking him down. That's the thing. No, I agree. And I think he's more... I mean, obviously, he's great at jiu-jitsu, but he's more of a top jiu-jitsu player as far as... You know, you don't see him triangling a lot of guys on the bottom. Right. Um, well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, it's a different guy on the ground than a Rockhold. Like, Rockhold presents different yeah. angles, different problems when they get to the ground. And Not I, that Jacare isn't yeah, a high-level yeah. guy. but And I don't see Jacare catching Chris from his back. It's exciting. Cool. Yeah. It's exciting. Uh, you know, Derek Lewis, I think, doesn't let on. I think he's very honest about a lot of things except for how he's training. He wants you to underestimate him. Because I seen a little bit of him running some stairs, and he wasn't, and it, it's he's not doing it like a fat guy. No, he looks to be in really good oh, shape no, right now. He's running I'm stairs. Not, I'm not running. For, I'm not doing. He was doing. Uh, he was getting his heart rate up in like, the gym. I mean, or is it, no outside. outside? It was unembedded, and uh, I believe it was unembedded. Yeah, it was. yeah. And um, his coach had him out there. And he was getting his heart rate going, and he was flying up that stairs. Like he shouldn't be like like you wouldn't think he would like in other words he was booking up that there's a reason he's not just an explosive guy and then he gets he's he's working out man he's training hard I, I believe sure and is. I think he's that whole I'm working out for a half an hour I think it's part of his shtick yeah not against Cormier he's not 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 against Daniel Cormier for the for a shot at the heavyweight title he is not working out for a half hour a day get for this fight. Dude, watch that embedded. Watch how fast he got up that stairs, <laughs> fucking guy. I gotta wonder how much you know. He was probably pretty banged up after that last fight, though. I mean, how much of his training camp was just getting healthy, healing up, maintaining a little bit? I mean, you, he's going to get in better shape, but he's not going to get in miraculously better shape in a couple weeks. That's right. Cormier's last fight was relatively quick. I yeah. mean, first-round knockout. Yeah. And I, yeah. I'm i I'm obviously picking Cormier. I love, I love Derek Lewis. Don't get me wrong. I love the Black Beast, but Cormier's got all the tools, man, in uh, – better cardio i think he can take him down i i see cormier taking him down pretty quick because why take the chance of eating that big shot from that guy yeah i mean so you think he's gonna want to take him down in the first round before he's all sweaty yeah i mean i i think it could be i'm gonna go second round tko because i think cormier is gonna get him down the first round probably ride him a bit tire him out um and then finish in the second round i had cormier picked uh second round submission yeah yeah, and that's interesting because that's what DC was saying when he was in here. The only thing I could think of with that, though, you have to be careful what you go for because you don't want Derek Lewis to end up on top of you. No, that's yeah. true, you of know. course. But but yeah, I think that that's a possibility for sure. This, But this is the one, though, where, where a guy like Lewis can knock anybody out, mm-hmm. and, and Cormier knows that, but it's the one that you're almost like looking forward to the next fight is the one that get, you know, we keep raising the, uh, the point of Edgar Ortega. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, he was next in line. He just had to sit and wait, and he would have had Holloway lined up. But he just he had to take Ortega, and then all of a sudden things slip. So you got to be careful not to look past the guy you're fighting. Yep. But I think Cormier is too smart for that. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking second round. See, I'm on the fence. I got to see here. Because I was thinking like second round TKO, kind of like what Chris was saying. I could see like TC just controlling him and just working him from all fours. And But, you know, Derek takes a lot of shots. Like he could, he could take a beating, you know? So I'm thinking that Daniel will beat him up enough to try to get a, a limb. But if he's going to try to do like he did to, to, to Anthony, um, to Rumble Johnson, this guy has no neck, and he's got one of those those bodies where if you get your hooks in, I don't know if it's gonna be better for you unless you're like Verdum or somebody where he could like do like an, an alligator roll or something, or I should say a hippo roll the way he's built. And <laughs> next thing you know, you're losing position. And an arm lock, I don't know how easy this guy's gonna be to arm lock. I think I think it's gonna be a TKO because I th I believe he's gonna just cover up and eventually get tired and he's just gonna work on him much like he did Vulcan but probably from all fours. So you might be right. TKO second round. I'm saying for uh, DC. I just see him choking him. Yeah, yeah. I see. I see him choking him. Yeah. I, I think that uh, again. I don't know how tired Lewis will be by the second round. But Cormier is just so fucking ferocious on the ground. I think if he chokes him, he's choking him where Derek's tired and just basically. Gives it to him, maybe <laughs> because had, a, I, had an arm got, choke, maybe. I don't, I don't know how. I think I, I think as far as keeping this, this guy, a big he's always he's explosive. Where I think yeah. it'd be, I think with, with uh, Daniel, it'd be better off more like a wrestling ride where he's controlling his hips and like driving his head to the mat, that type of thing, like Weidman with Gaslin type of thing. Where yeah. was Gaslin? Uh, I I bring up him because Kelvin's the type of guy where you get your hooks in. Usually you feel it's a better position, but that guy has a way of reversing it. Now you're on bottom. Right. David Lawazo, the crow, used to do something like that. That's an old school reference. <laughs> but he used to use that. He used to give guys his back. Well, guys used to get his back because it's the right thing to do to get the hooks in. He'd go belly up, and actually, you know, he'd reverse and he's on top throwing elbows. Little shout out to David Lawazo, the crow. Uh, I'm gonna take. Um, DC by third round knockout. I think it's probably going to happen the way that we're talking about, but I feel like, yes, Derek is likely going to get tired, but he does find a way to kind of explode yeah. out of takedowns or whatever. So it might take a little longer, but I, but I think DC is going to end up getting I mean, tired. and look, Lewis could knock him out in the first round. I mean, you know, who the fuck knows? Or the fifth, you, you know, you don't yeah. know. Yeah, these are so... Every time I think I, I, I pick these wrong all the time, even if I had picked Khabib to beat Connor, I never would have picked it to go to the fourth. Yeah, Lewis is good at exploding up and, and getting up, but not, I don't know, man. Cormier is such a good wrestler. Guys like him are used to that stuff. They're yeah. used to riding you, controlling you, letting you think you're up, putting you back down. You look what um, he did with Josh Barnett and shit, like the guys like that. I mean, he look, he's a beast at, at uh, I mean, he's never lost that heavyweight. And I feel these bigger targets help him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like his yeah. old man's nasty and he's, you know, I mean. People would say he's almost, they remind them of like Fedor. Like, you know? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. he's built like Fedor. He's, yeah. he's, he's got that same, he's got like, it feels like a little bit of, like he's not all solid muscle. Team Stocky Chubby. Yeah. yeah. I'm with that. And team. I know we all pick Cormier, but just imagine how amazing that post fight speech from Derek Lewis would be if he became heavyweight champion. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, wonder if he's, I wonder if he's writing anything up. He's, uh, He's a witty guy. I love them both, but I, I want to see Cormier just because I would rather see Cormier against Brock. I think that's a better fight. Um, Brock against Lewis. Lewis could certainly knock him out. Uh, Brock doesn't like to be hit, especially by guys like that. 
But again, Mark Hunt hits fucking hard too. And all Brock, if Brock can put you down, I mean, he's still good enough to, to really lay on top of anybody and just tire you out and, and eventually beat you on the ground. So I'd much rather see Cormier against Brock because I think Brock would have a much harder time against Cormier. Mm, very interesting. And he has to get, and we don't have no timetable with this Brock Lesnar fight, do they? Do we? No. no. Has Stipe fought uh, Lewis? No. They have not fought. I don't think That's so. That's a fight I'd like to see too. What's that? Stipe Derek Lewis against Stipe. Oh, and 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 who is fighting? Uh, Francis Ngannou. Yes, he's he's going to be fighting. Uh, oh uh, God, Blades, right? Curtis. Curtis Blades. Blades yeah. yeah, I want to see that because now Curtis Blades has got some momentum behind. Them. Where is that? You know Minnesota, Minnesota, Buffalo. That's some oh, China. I think. In China. Wow, could I have I been more there. off? <laughs> it's close to <laughs> Buffalo. Where is that? Buffalo, Minnesota. <laughs> no asshole. Antarctica. Oh, that was yeah. That's way the off. Thanksgiving. Uh, What's going on with the the uh, the, the, the last uh, style? Bender? I'm checking that, and I didn't get an answer there. But. Yeah, maybe he's busy. <laughs> he might be busy. He's got a fight coming up. He does. I really enjoy him, too. Uh, by the way, you were asking about Brock. There is no set date, but he has to go through USADA, which I think ends in January or something. Like, he goes, that's his six months. Okay. I wonder if that's so. why they coordinated stuff. Fuck this. I'm not waiting all this time. Plus, you never know. There could be an incident. So then if he waits, all of a sudden, all this time is ticking. At least now he can get a nice payday, headline the garden. Yep. I know I'm talking like his manager. We all understand why he's doing it, <laughs> shithead. No need to overexplain. And And... Oh, people, they call him Izzy. I like that. Yeah. I was going to ask him that, but is that a lame question? No. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. I got, I got two students named Israel. I call them both Izzy. It's a lame question. I'm not going to ask you, Jimmy. Why is it a lame question? It's a, you ask it. <laughs> uh, by the way, so Dana was talking to uh, TMZ yes? this week and yes. talking about Mighty Mouse. We like gossip, me and Kamosi. Uh, and he said, if you look at it, the kid broke the record for most title defenses. I feel like he never really got the love and respect he deserved from the fans. I don't know if he was always thrilled being here, so hopefully he's a lot happier uh, where he's headed now, which is one championship. And Matt Hume is an executive over there, so you know Dana was just oh. saying that it might end up being. But what do you what do you guys think about that? I mean, did he ever get the? Well, I'm more I'm more interested in Dana saying that Whitey Bulger is why he had to leave Boston. <laughs> did you hear that? No, I didn't. Oh, I thought you were. Joking. Yeah, no, no. Chad yeah. looked that up. He said he had, that's why he had to leave Boston. Ain't that? Yeah. But has, wasn't that story like 20 years ago? What no, but I'm just saying that's why he's and Whitey Bulger was just killed. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, was he, he, just, really? he was just died yeah. in jail. Oh, that's why like, he broke that shit. Yes, oh. um, and he was either killed. Oh, he was killed in jail. They, well, yeah. they're doing it all. But they said there was three guys with mob ties who wheeled him out of camera view. I doubt that was to help him. <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't think they were helping him from a heart attack. But I, I agree. I think that he'll be. I, I didn't realize that they had such a huge audience over there in in, in Singapore. So look, I, I I wish the best for Demetrius. He didn't seem like he always loved being there. He seemed like he wanted bigger fights. He seemed like he wanted those giant pay-per-views but he's such a nice guy and he's a soft-spoken guy and a lot of times those guys don't draw as well because they don't get non-fans Connor gets non-fans because you want to see him get his teeth kicked in or you like the way he talks shit Brock gets non-fans uh, Ronda got non-hardcore fans he, uh, uh, Demetrius right. was not going to get non-hardcore UFC fans yeah I was just happy to see that you know both sides agreed on a split you know didn't sure. go ugly I'm a huge Demetrius Johnson fan. I think that guy is one of the best to ever do it. Yep. And it was just cool to see them come to terms, split. Dana obviously wished him well, you sure. said. And then uh, we got Ben Askren coming to the UFC, which could be yeah. real interesting for I, – I don't even know if they've said what weight. Well, well to wait, I Yeah, Dana said he's probably going to get a top five in the welterweight division. But he's – but. Askren has talked about he wants to fight at 165 against Khabib or this and that. He said he can't make 155, but he'd be open to a 165. Oh, yeah. I'd like to see Askren Usman. Oh, I thought that. Sure. We were talking about that the other day. Oh, There's we? so many nice... Yeah, because uh, 
uh, that would be a fantastic fight. And there's also, um, you know, even like a Damian Maya. I mean, I want to see him versus oh, yeah. a I'm guy that's a that. real skilled uh, jiu jitsu practitioner or another skilled grappler. I think I there's, uh, is there a video of him rolling with Damian Maya? Is there? I don't know. I think Marcelo. Oh, maybe I'm thinking Marcelo. That's what I think. Yeah. Israel's on the phone. Israel, how you doing? He's not on yet. I just died. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a hard guy to, to peg down. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, finally, who knows what he's doing? Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, I'm, I'm sure Demetrius will be happy over there. I, I mean, look, he'll be a star over there. Um, you know, coming from the UFC with with the the record he has. Man, and, you he's know. so humble and he's a the thing is nice is, guy. He just he's you know one. He's had such a crazy, uh, amazing career, and then he has his first loss, and you don't really. And it was such a f close fight, but nobody fight. really kind of won. But nobody really is excited to see them fight again, though. It's not like, oh, we got to see that rematch. Nobody really. And I'm not shitting on it. I think that uh, I like both guys. I like Cejudo also, but uh, you know, it's not like anybody's like, I got, I want to see that because there was no yeah. animosity between them. That's what I'm saying. Where yeah. I think Demetrius fits right in because he's he is just a real martial artist to the core. So I think I think he'll be great over there in Asia. Getting um, getting fa casual fans or people who don't love it to get the fights, you need something that gets them to invest in a person. It does help whether people like it or not. I mean, people watched Ali fight. Yeah. He was great, but you know, he didn't have the best record in heavyweight history. People just loved him because he talked shit. So you watched him to see him get his head kicked in or you wanted to see him win? I was excited to see Ben. I want to see what he... I want to see the mat, who they match him was up Was he with. calling for Wonderboy too? Who was he calling for? I think he was calling out everybody. Yeah, Pretty much everybody in the top well, He's good though because he's a cock. He's got a... Darren Till. He's got a good... Um, a gift for gab. Because he's like arrogant, but he's he's confident. And, he, and again, he's beating everybody. He backs it up. You know? So that's another... I mean, I think it's a nice uh, breath of uh, fresh air. To get him in there, it's going to really, I think it's going to, uh, you know, shake things up in that division. I can't wait to see who they match him with and when they yeah. make that. Can we get some breaking news and find out when that's going to yeah, happen? Can someone tell us something? By the way, uh, Chris Camozzi's fight, too. We did promote it, but I want to promote it again. Yes. Uh, it's the Glory Super Fight Series. It does air on Fight Pass, 7.30 this Friday, yes. November the 2nd. Chris is fighting on the 9.30. That's on ESPN3. Yep. So you're going to have to watch Chris fight. Um you know, just, uh, or if you're here, try to get tickets if you're in New York or the tri-state area. If you're in fucking Philly, drive up. What else are you doing? Well, you should watch <laughs> it on Fight Pass, UFC Fight Pass. But you want to drive up to the Hammerstein and go see it. It's right Damn. there on the west side. It's perfectly easy to get to. Damn right. It's a good weekend to come to New York. It is. You go, you, here's what you do. You go to watch uh, a Chris fight on Friday night. You get a hotel. Yes. You, you and your wife go out for a nice dinner. And what about Saturday night? You November the, 3rd. You go to the garden. At the garden. Do two things. Yo. Jimmy, yes, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go to the uh, fight. Obviously, me too. I'm and trying to get backstage passes. I have to ask for like back, like I'm a fucking. Uh, I'm gonna stay in the city afterwards. Oh, we'll hang out. What? No, no, I'm gonna be with my wife. Yeah, yeah well, three of us <laughs> will hang out. Your wife's a lovely person. Uh, sorry, cuckold, not on my watch. We'll go out and watch. We'll go out and have dinner. No, 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 we'll no, 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 Nope. We'll go out and have dinner. Nope. My uh, my kids won't be there, so I'm gonna treat it like my honeymoon. Yeah, but I don't want a friend along. Hang out? <laughs> no, I don't know if he's treating it like no. his honeymoon. Well, that wasn't around. that wasn't my honeymoon. <laughs> oh. No, it, it's it's gonna be crazy. I don't know. We're gonna have fun though. But I'm trying to get backstage access. So I can just go back and say hello to people. Those yeah, I'm just gonna creep. My, I'm gonna give my buddy a call, Dana White. Call. Him I don't want to bother Dana. Call him up. I'll text I'm, gonna, him. I'm gonna Facetime him. I won't do that. He won't answer. Well, you're not gonna corner Weidman. You're not just gonna go out with these guys. 
I might yell supportive things to Chris, oh, depending on where I'm sitting. I hope you're there, Jimmy. I hope I'm sitting close enough to yell to Weidman. It's, it's right. the New York card. That's some good seats. They think about the you when they think about New York, just like in the first fucking Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire. I wasn't crazy that you weren't a big fan of his. Well, they also think, though, that I, I was about as important in, that movie, in the way. garden as I was in that film. I was a one-line-and-done motherfucker in that movie. I know. So that's the way they look at me here, like, oh. They were asking the people in New York when they thought about Spider-Man. And he goes, I, I hate him. He stinks. He stinks and I don't like him. <laughs> he stinks and I don't like him. I improv that line and they yeah. kept it. They kept it. My <laughs> gift. My gift for improv. That fucking movie. You know what bothered me with that movie at the end of it when they're like, you mess with Spidey, you mess with New York. Oh, fuck. I didn't care for that. I didn't either. want to be from New York when they said that. Why? That's how That's you feel. That's fucking corny. Why? There's, there's cooler super. I should have had that line. You mess with Spidey, you mess with New York. Yeah, you would have said that. Your arms would have went out. You mess with New York. People would have Worst line cheered. ever, though. Worst line ever. But you like part three where he's walking and doing that cocky walk? Part three of everything, it sucks. That's true. You know what? I mean, Superman 1 with Christopher Reeve, great. Superman 2, hey, man, now we're talking. He's People of wheels. Houston. Superman 3. Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. Can't pull Richard oh, I Pryor. Can't even, I know, that's why it didn't work. That's right. Your machine should have broken. The yeah. greatest comedian in history. But I know what you mean. Not the no. best. We played a guy named Gus, I think, if I remember correctly. I don't know. Worthless information. It was a shitty, shitty movie. Not a great film. And you know, you know what's really... Um, he's not only evasive in the, in, the, uh, in, the, in the cage, last style bender. He's also hard to get penned down for an interview. That's true. They probably handed him the phone. He probably he kicked it. Uh, I'm Chris? waiting to hear a response. Here's the problem. When guys are with... UFC people, they have somebody with them and go, hey, you have an interview in five minutes. They go, okay, they call in. Yeah. Weidman got called in. I think he's on his own today. So if he's... Well, then the UFC should have brought him here. This or that, well, I, I I'm him changing my pick to Derek Brunson. <laughs> I think he's from Australia, right? He Unless he calls, know what day and then I'm going to be a dick tuck. He trains in New Zealand. <laughs> Auckland. New Zealand, yeah. yeah he's from uh, Nigeria. He trains in New Zealand. <laughs> I've never been in New Zealand, but I want to go. Yeah, me too. There's a movie called Once Were Warriors. Fuck which is that. A great movie about don't the Maoris. They have Maoris. big crocodiles and shit. They have crocodiles in fucking the Everglades too. Just don't go. Just avoid the water. <laughs> they don't show up in your hotel. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, be careful over there, Jimmy. Yeah, I don't know. even like Florida for that reason. I was Disney scares me. I'm going. <laughs> why? Because yeah. the fucking crocodiles. Didn't they have a little girl uh, get yeah. eaten or something? Yeah, boy. A couple years yeah, yeah, yeah man. I'll tell you what. How about this? If you, if, how about when you're watching the fireworks? Don't watch knee deep in a fucking pond in Florida, ass. Not you, Jimmy. No, you're right. Jimmy, Jimmy. Not no, you. the kid wasn't the, knee deep in a pond. He was, was sitting it? on the beach, and they were just there, and the crocodile came up and grabbed him, and the father tried to grab him. And save him, but the fucking thing pulled him right into the water. That's what happened. Not oh to bum God. everybody out, but you better start fucking holding your breath and going under for your kid. I don't know. Don't get me depressed. I have kids. We got to watch kids getting eaten. Well, you said Florida. <laughs> it's fucking depressing me. You need Weidman, the crocodile hunter, in there, huh? <laughs> Listen, look at the other side of the room. Chris is panicking. Well, if he's not here, he's not well, here. Listen, I think. Well, I was trying to once more. Nah, Chris, listen to me. I think you nailed it. I think, listen, I think you're fucking... Looks like he's launching missiles over there. He's got a clock. <laughs> listen, all I want to say is I'm happy that Kamozi came in the hangout. Me too, Chris. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we thanks had, for having me down. We had a good time. Hey, that ship has sailed. With Guys named Chris, bunker. reliable. Guys named Israel, not as much. Hey, listen. I still love Adesanya, though. I can't, I can't say anything bad about him. Me neither, until he's officially not calling in. And then I switch my pick. Like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me. Chris, how many times you let it ring? He's actually letting it ring until it goes like, Don't treat this like those, you know, the girls used to store, Chris. Can you just let this fucking go, Chris? Exactly. Next thing you know, he's going to be outside the bushes. Where are you? you know? 
All right, listen. Hey, we let's tried. hear it for Chris, the producer. He tried. We tried. Chris Camozzi, thank you very much, buddy. We had, we had Chris Weidman calling in. Chris Weidman's great. We had Camozzi hanging out. Guys, we're good, right? I'm sorry about how we started things off. Is that like yeah, how you yeah. things? Don't even worry about it. Tell me if I came in like an asshole. Just give me a head bob. Did I'll I just say yes. A little douchey? You know? Yeah, a little bit. Jimmy, what? I wasn't even here. I didn't hear you that moment. I no, but I didn't hear that moment. There was no moment. It's funny on the way here. He was talking about how, like, walking around with the camera, he gets told to put it down all the time. By I don't do that. <laughs> but I, I mean, I came in. My head might have been sweating. Oh, is your line of Okay, good. Thank God we didn't switch our picks. I know. I wasn't going to switch my pick at all. Hello, is this uh, Israel? Hello. Hey, buddy. You're talking to Jim Norton, Matt Sarah, and Chris Camozzi. How you doing? I'm good, man. Jim, what's up? I'm good, buddy. It's good to talk to you again. I wasn't happy to yeah, talk to you. Yeah, I remember I saw you at a 226. <laughs> yes. Uh, backstage. After an extraordinary performance against Brad Tavares. So congratulations on fighting at the Garden, man. I'm really happy to see that for you. Yeah, thank you. It's good to be in New York. I'm liking the vibe. I just got back from Central Park doing a little uh, look-see. But yeah, it's cool. Is this nice. your first? No, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Is this your first time here? No, it's my second time in New York. Last time... Uh, I think my second fight I fought in Arizona, and then Dan Dan Hooker fought in uh, New Jersey. So I took a Uber to New York and then uh, spent one night here, and it was lit. You like Central Park? Isn't that nice in the middle of this concrete jungle? You have that nice park? Yeah, man. I mean, uh, it's it's different. I, I wouldn't live here, but once in a while, you know, come in and have a look, catch a vibe. Yeah, it's cool. And you were born in uh, Nigeria. How, how old were you when you left Nigeria? And uh, my next question to follow up is why? What, what made you pick New Zealand? So uh, I was uh, 11 years old uh, when we left Nigeria, and we were meant to move to the States at the time, but, um, and that was in 2001, so uh, 9-11 happened, and it seemed like, you know, America was on the verge of war, so uh, my parents, I guess, just chose New Zealand because it seemed safe, and it has been so far, so uh, yeah, it's a different pace, definitely a, a whole different pace than New York. You know, um, I ask everyone well, this question, have you seen Once for Warriors? Of course, man. Warriors. Oh, that's another one. No, that's not, <laughs> that's, that's, that's no, the Warriors. That's, that's different. Yeah, my bad, my bad. I was thinking about the book Warriors. The Warriors. Yeah, once the Warriors is uh, the fucking, what do you call it? Cook me some eggs, woman. Yeah, yeah, about the Maoris. Yeah, I saw that uh, I saw that in school, in high school. Did you play that in high school? That's yeah, they played it in, uh, it was like an assignment. You had to write an essay on it. It was about domestic violence and, uh, you know, um, yeah, it was crazy. I probably failed that one too. Uh, I just enjoyed the movie. <laughs> it was a great movie about alcoholism and stuff like that. Now, did, did you, did, in New Zealand, are you from an area like that or do you live in a, a, a bit of a, a more subdued area? Uh, I just bought my first house and uh, I moved up a little bit. <laughs> he said I moved out the hood. <laughs> oh, you did? Okay. Um, yeah. And why the style bender? We didn't know what that um, meant. Last so it's like, uh, Sorry, it's, it's, a dip, it's subjective. Like, um, there's a TV show called The Avatar. And um, the name itself, uh, Stylebenders, it refers to the kid, uh, Ang, because people who get the TV show will get the name. But, um, yeah, you can kind of use it as, like, say, for me, pretty much I was trying to say I have to realize my destiny as an avatar in this game, so I have to master all the elements of martial arts, and that's grappling, jiu-jitsu, wrestling, boxing, striking. Everything, and, uh, yeah, I move between all styles. Is that is that like an anime thing or no? Yeah, definitely. Um, you... People say because it's made in, in America, so it's not technically anime. But I don't really buy that. It feels like an anime, and then yeah, it's just a show that kind of has a lot of gems in it, and I've learned a lot from that show as a kid, even as an adult. 
I thought uh, that's so cool, man. Because I like I'm into like comic books and shit. I know it's different, but that anime stuff. Wh- why wouldn't it be anime if it's from uh, America? Like the real, the real purist life say it has to be made in Japan or created in Japan to be anime, and it has to have a like start off in Japanese and then have subtitles and then be dubbed eventually. But this was created. I think it was Nickelodeon. They created the Avatar, and yeah, well, it's it's got an animal like. Uh, it's got an anime feel to it, and it's uh, an Asian uh, tale, if you will. So, yeah, I don't really buy it. I just, I think it's an anime. And you got into that? Really Did you like to watch that as a kid? You were really into it? Yeah, it was my thing. I've got, like, a few characters tattooed on me and shit. So, yeah, that's how deep it goes. That's awesome, man. I can relate to stuff like that. It's funny how you get this stuff as a kid that really um, stays with, with you. as an adult. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, people try and, like shun the whole like oh it's just cartoons or it's in a, it's imagination but that's a powerful thing and it empowers me so yeah i take it with me everywhere i go i feel the same way this is great yeah, I, I, yeah, you know what i mean i talk about this all the time with jimmy he looks at me like a man child because i talk about <laughs> exactly. my, com- my love of comic books 12, and comic book movies like 12 to 52 i like that you know, I used to love comic books. I sold them all when I was a teenager for drugs and alcohol, and I just never got back into it. Imagine how much it would have cost now, man, if you, if you kept some of those on back in the day. You know, I had a few good ones. The the new Teen Titans, number one, X-Men 94. I had a few oh, that shit. have kind of gone up in value. But it seems like since everybody's collecting, they're not just worth as much because everybody's kind of onto it. Yeah, now. it's saturated. The market is saturated, I guess. Now, you and Derek Brunson, honestly, I think it was very funny you called him Derek Bumson. Um, <laughs> you guys have a general, uh, a, pardon me, a genuine dislike of each other. Yeah, uh, for us, it's like, um, it started off in 2015. It started off in 2015. My guy, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Oh, man. Uh, it started off in 2015 because um, he came to Auckland for a fight. And I already knew he knew who I was because when I nodded at him, just to acknowledge him, he kind of ignored me, like iced me. Uh, Oh, wait, I'm, I'm on an interview right now. Sorry, bro. Uh, yeah, so he iced me. So at that moment, I knew, oh, he knows who the fuck I am. And from then on, I just knew, like, all right, I'm going to have to ice the dude one day. Isn't it crazy what sticks with somebody? Like, what? what yeah, what? I'm petty. Dude, I'm petty as fuck. So, like, even <laughs> to my childhood, I remember little things, like certain, like, teachers, bullies, uh, like, you know, girls said no to me back then, shit like that. And... Yeah, I like to watch them all try and say we're friends now because of all the shit that's happening. So it's just little shit like that motivates me. You know, I don't think that's petty. I, I want to say, was it Rick Ross at 50 Cent where uh, Rick Ross said hello to him or something and he didn't acknowledge him at some award show and Rick Ross never let that go and then it got ugly between those guys? Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I mean, even Michael Jordan, I've heard like a lot of tales about him. And <laughs> even like uh, one of his award speeches when he got inducted into the Hall of Fame, he was talking about People that said no to him on, uh, on like back in high school, saying like, "Oh, you, you know, you're, you're not on the team, or you're not cut out for the team, and shit like that." And they really, uh, shit like that, really sticks with you. And you know, people are different, I guess, but it's just, it's just the way I am, the way I flow. Now, what do you think of him as an opponent? You do have a three-inch height, and I believe a three-inch reach advantage. Um, and you know, you're you're very, very, very good at keeping distance, but you know, he's an extremely aggressive fighter, especially early on. So, what are your thoughts yeah. on him? Uh, for me, you know, if he comes at me with that kind of style, there's two ways. You know, he can come at me the way he did with uh, the worker and the same result, getting knocked out in the first round. Or he can come at me the way he came at Anderson Silva and get knocked out in the second round. And as well, I feel like I really want to snatch him. I want to catch his arm or catch his neck. 
because uh, I'm getting better. And people just keep thinking I'm just a striker, and I, I, I need to show that. Well, not I already know to myself, but I need people to realize that I'm a full-fledged martial artist. I'm not just here to play around and you know be one of those guys who just comes and falls off. Like I'm here for a reason. Yeah, and uh, you know I, I have a feeling he's going to try to be. Uh, he's going to try to get you up against the cage. He seems to like to grind up against the cage too. He's definitely going to want to stay close to you. I mean, all my fights so far. That's the game plan. Get him against the cage. Get him tired out. But they have no idea the work I put in. They have no idea you know, like the rounds I've done. Not just strike wise, you know. Like, and, and no, I'm not. I'm not looking over striking as well. He's shitty at striking in the in the UFC, but uh, UFC 29, uh, McGregor and Khabib. McGregor said in his post fight analysis, he was too defensive minded. He was too worried about Khabib wrestling, and that's why he got caught with the hand right. So for me. He's clumsy, and that's what kind of makes him dangerous because he has really off-time shots. But that's for guys who don't really know what they're looking at when it comes to striking. And I don't just focus on the wrestling. I focus on the overall aspect of MMA. I don't just like, oh, he's got good wrestling, so I can focus on that. Nah, I work on everything. I work myself, my evolution as an artist. So, yeah, he can come at me with whatever he wants. He can try, and <laughs> try someone- stand with me and see what happens. And someone just said it recently that you want to fight to win, and but you not, you don't want to fight to just not lose. You want to fight to who was it that said that that was uh, in studio I've recently? Heard over over the years, people like even Vito Belfort said it back in the day. Trying to fight, you know, I don't want to fight to just hang around and just not lose. I know you fighting. I'm just fighting to express, and I want to win. I was going to win. Well, your phone is cutting out a little bit, man. Uh, we're happy we got to yeah. talk to you at all. I'm, uh, we're fans of your of your fighting. You're 14 and 0. We have you picked to win this fight, and uh, I'm going to say hello to you when I'm there, man. I'm, I'm really happy that, that they put you as the uh, as the opening fight. That means they have a lot of faith in how exciting this fight's going to be on the pay per view. Yeah, I Izzy. appreciate that. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Thanks Chris. Man. You guys and man. Yeah, right, good luck, man. Uh, I'll see you guys later. All right, take care, man. Good talking to Israel. All right, Israel. Peace. Uh, the great Israel Adesanya, 14-0, fighting Derek Bronson on the on Bronson on the first fight of this uh, this card here at the Garden. I'm so happy he called in now. I'm a, big, I'm, a, I'm a bigger fan now. I like him a lot, man. Oh, a, a grown man that likes the anime. He does. <laughs> Gives me, I, listen, I see another guy like that, I feel like giving him the old... He turned you around quick and, there. Man. Well, listen, man, <laughs> no, I'm a bit of a man-child. You know, I have my Just love of bit. comic books and movies and comic book movies. You know, my Vive video game. Don't get me started. I like all stuff like that. I think we got to give uh, Chris credit for guessing the nickname, huh? Who? I Thank saw you. You, you were like this. What did when he guess? What did when he, he was say? explaining the nickname, you were. No, he, he was way off. He said it was a blend of all styles. No, he was. It was up. about the. It was about the cartoon. Okay. <laughs> He's way off. No, you can't give him any credit. Oh, oh man, all give right. him the opposite of credit. I was looking at him. He had his hand up, and I was like, the "All right, that's pretty much what he said." It, like, yeah, I got it right. No, you did not. <laughs> did. I'm gonna wet Sorry. my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta pee bad. <laughs> Let's end this thing. Uh, anything else to plug? Nah, Glory no. Kickboxing Friday night, UFC, MSG Saturday night. Make it a fight weekend. Ah. I got some gigs coming up. Uh, I'm going to be coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to be at the Rams Head in Annapolis, Maryland. I'm going to be at the State Theater in uh, Virginia. And I am also going to be in Delaware at the Queen Theater and uh, the Chip Chipperson Podcast live show in Philadelphia, December 7th, is now on sale. Go to JimNorton.com and get tickets for all these events. And go to Saralongo BJJ. Fuck off, man. No. No? It's, I'm only kidding. It's SarahBJJ.com. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
Lando Longo. <laughs> Why is Longo got a fucking shit in my series? He got to fucking throw his name and everything. All right, everybody. I got nothing to say. Train martial arts. Be good to each other. Goodbye. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Radio.com, or wherever you listen to your podcast. It's not my business. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.